0: I would like to welcome my guest, myself. Now, today's podcast is going to take a little bit of a right turn of the format, and instead of having a guest on here, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the types of questions that you're going to be seeing in future episodes, and ask myself the same questions that I'm going to be asking future guests. Welcome to Unless Stories from Everyday Earthsavers, a podcast where I interview ordinary people, people just like you who through passion, inspiration, or straight-up determination have found a way to direct the future of our environment toward a more perfect outcome. Through their words, I hope to inspire you, the listener, to learn, to grow, or to make a change no matter how small. Your actions have the power to shape our future. Because in the great words of Dr. Seuss, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. Now on to today's story. So here on the podcast, we typically want to know what sort of work our guest is doing in regards to conservation, environmentalism, or conservation education. So the answer to that question is, I want to hear everybody's stories. I want to inspire you, the listener, to take action. I want the listener to understand that not every person who engages in these conservation actions or are uh, conservation educational professionals or even uh, informal educators... Our tree-hugging hippies. Uh, we're real people, and we all have our challenges and our struggles, and we're just like you. And if I can take action, you can take action. And if everybody takes action, then we can make the world a, a much better place. So the reason why I'm doing this, the reason why I actually started off on the science education pathway is because I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, a near suburb of Chicago. And while I wouldn't say I was lower class, I was definitely lower middle class. Uh, there was times where um, our lights would be shut off and we couldn't afford to pay the bills or the electricity. And uh, my mom and dad were working uh, full time to try to take care of us. And there were other issues going on as well with Job security and bringing money in for us. I just remembered that during these times, that things may have been hard. I still had some places that were special to me. For example, my uncle every weekend would take us out to the forest preserves near our house, and we would go hiking, and we would look for tracks, and we would—he would pretend to identify trees. I don't think he fully knew what he was—he was doing, but we would go out there, and it was free, and it was fun, and it was relaxing and it was beautiful, and it inspired me to look at these things a little bit more in depth. When I was little, um, the same uncle would also take us to the Field Museum in Chicago. At the time, I was interested in natural things so of course as any little boy I was also interested in dinosaurs and so my family would take us on the free days at the museum and we would go and we would see uh, stuffed animals um, in the animal exhibits the animals of North America and South America and Europe and Asia and my uncle would read us the the copy and I would learn a little bit I'd pick up a little bit but that got me to seeing these these animals up close in ways I otherwise wouldn't be able to see and once again it was free it inspired me to investigate these animals more fully and to understand what they were and why they were the way they were. I started off on my uh, journey of science, I was actually um, between science and art in high school. I didn't know if I wanted to do theater or if I wanted to do science, but I found science to be the uh, more challenging of the two, and so I, I stuck with it, and I fell into a scientific field, some scholarships and, and, you know, growing up poor and and not having the most money, of course I jumped at those things and and I was good at it. I was decent at it. I I liked what I was doing. But I wasn't fully happy. So I went into the field as a a medical scientist and drug discovery and medical chemistry. I was constantly looking for things to fulfill me. I took on leadership roles within my a field. Still, I, I just didn't feel 100% fulfilled in what I was doing. And I saw that the field museum took volunteers for docents, and I went to the training. I did meet some great people who I'm happy to call friends, and some of them were working in the uh, biology fields. Through talking to them, I really enjoyed listening to their experiences, and one of the people I was talking with was a biology teacher. Now, at the time, our company was beginning to go through layoff after layoff after layoff. I still wasn't 100% fulfilled. I had the volunteering, but the volunteering was only a part of it. So I decided after the second round of layoffs to start looking at teaching because I was already an informal educator at the Field Museum. And so I went back to school for teaching. And luckily I did because uh, shortly after I began my education certification classes, I went through a round of layoffs and I got caught up in them. So I lost my job. For a while, I began seeing what I could do to make myself a little bit more marketable. So I got myself a certification and in biology. And I found that I actually enjoyed teaching biology more than I enjoyed teaching chemistry. First of all, at my high school, biology is taught to the freshmen, whereas chemistry is taught to the upperclassmen as an elective. And I enjoyed the interactions with the freshmen. They were more open to new things and, and new learning. And through this, I realized a couple of things. I realized that there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of people out there who don't know basic biological principles. They don't know how humans are affecting ecology. And I started going and looking and training myself on additional resources. And I found podcasting through various science and education podcasts. I started learning more and more about the crises in our environments. And I started worrying about how our future is going to be. And now I'm not shouting at the rooftop saying that, oh my god, this is going to be the end of the world, but I'm saying that maybe in the future that people like me aren't going to have forest preserves with the diversity that I had as a kid. And maybe they're not going to be able to go outside and just play during the summer, It might, and that worries me. Because right now, our kids have access to these things, and there are changes in our environment, but they're still coming in not understanding these things. And it also worries me when I started doing volunteer work for my my graduate program. I started investigating uh, future programs to improve my teaching in School of Biology, especially in Ecology. And I see a lot of people looking down on people who dedicate and sacrifice to just try to make this world a little bit of a better place. But I see the science. I see the extinction rate and how much greater it is compared to the background extinction rate, and that worries me and I see plant species and animal species uh, making crazy changes in their behaviors and even in their physiologies in order to respond to pressures put on them by both climate change and human encroachment on their habitats. So originally I started a website called Science Scenes and I was hoping to just inspire people to watch uh, education videos to understand science content a little bit better. That's still one of my goals for Science Scenes, the website. But where I see we need the most help is in these issues regarding our environment. We have climate change deniers. We have big, big money advertisers telling us, don't worry, just buy more, throw it away, without educating people on what that kind of lifestyle does. Us conservation leaders, us conservation educators, we don't have these big budgets to fight back. What I'm seeing, though, is that facts don't work. Just saying, hey, you know, the world's risen by this many parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, the pH of the oceans have decreased by this many blah 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 yakety schmackety. N- nobody cares because our brains don't understand it. We have uh, the ways our, our, our psychologies work. It's just easier to keep doing what you've always been doing. It's just easier to deny it. And it's not these people's faults. It's not their faults at all. It's how their brain works. I fall into this trap all the time. What I want to do is I want to interview people who do take these actions more often than they don't and who are reaching out to people to explain what they are doing to make the world a better place and how my listeners can change their lives to make the world a better place. Because I want my kids and my grandkids to be able to go to forest preserves. I want them to go to zoos and see animals that are still out in the wild and just not have it be the zoos that are the only places you can see these animals. And so some of my biggest struggles is, first of all, I'm human. I have anxieties. I I don't like getting out of my comfort zone. I'd rather sit and play video games and watch TV than call somebody up and and interview them. And it's hard for me to sometimes walk the extra five feet to drop that can in the recycling rather than just throwing it in the garbage. And it's hard for me not to, after hard days of work, to come and do some post-editing and to uh, work on my website. I have a family. I have kids. i got to make sure that they are happy and that they are healthy, and that takes time. But I think that the goal of this podcast is at least as important to set aside some time to help you, the listener, understand what people are doing and what you can do. But what I encourage you all to do, I encourage you to find a place that's safe for you to go to, but is outdoors and in nature. And I encourage you to unplug. And even if you don't know what animal tracks are, look for them. Just walk around in the outside. Find some green space. If you don't have woods or a prairie nearby, go to an outside park. Go to a zoo. Go to a museum. Look at these things. Go for a walk. Listen to the birds. Make some observations. That's my advice, what everybody can do, because when you are out there, not only is it better for your mental health, there's many studies that show that green spaces are good for relaxing and de-stressing, but you're going to make some observations, and those observations are going to inspire you to educate yourself. Because there's one thing I know is that you can tell people all the time what they have to do and what actions they can take, but they're not going to take them unless they want to take them. So people aren't going to learn unless they want to learn. And you're not going to want to learn unless you're engaged. So my advice to any everyday, ordinary people is find some time, at least one week, to take yourself, if not your children, to an outdoor green space and just look around and make observations. And that concludes today's interview. Thank you for listening. Next week we'll return to our normal formatting, where it'll be me engaging in a dialogue with a separate guest. Until next time, hope I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unless, Stories of Everyday Earthsavers. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today and learned something new, or at least gained appreciation for somebody's story, because everybody has a story. Before you leave, I want you to know that I cannot continue without you, the listener, so I thank you so much. If you have any idea for a future show or ways to improve, please drop me an email at feedback at sciencecenes.com. is going to be a twice-monthly show, but the first few episodes will be released at an accelerated pace. To make sure you don't miss a show, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use. Also, make sure to leave a review or comment wherever you downloaded this episode. Positive feedback and constructive criticism can help this podcast to become a better version of itself. So, until next time, take some action to make this world a better place. Because without you, things won't get better. No, they will not. See you soon.